o'clock hour of Wilde and Tausch with Gary Ellerson in as our cousin sub of the day. Cousin subs, we believe it better. Former Badger, former Packer, former NFL player, former Lion. Some of the best days of your life spent in Detroit. That's the first time I saw a player smoking cigarettes on the football field when I went to Detroit. What? Yes. What? You didn't play in the 60s. You're not that old. (laughs) you got to be kidding me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we had a loose ship there in Detroit there with Wayne Fox. Smoke breaks? Water breaks and oh, smoke yeah. no, breaks. Just, just, pull, just pull one out of your knee pads. Go ahead. Smoke them if you got them. Dan Campbell's really turned things around there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I'll say this with we Dan Campbell. Shared, maybe he's how about this? We shared, we shared the Silver Dome with the Detroit Pistons. So they had the front end of the building. And we had the back end of the building. So we would often have to walk past Isaiah Thomas. And that's when those guys were winning a lot. That's before they built their new building in Auburn Hills. Yeah, They played in the dome. So we had to walk past them to go to practice. And oftentimes we would come and play pickup games after practice with Isaiah and, and, and all those guys. And uh, what, what's the crazy guy that had on that team too? But he really wasn't crazy then, though. Uh, Des Rodman. Rodman was on that. Cats. So, yeah. so now yeah. you mentioned earlier that you did your pre-draft workout in the shell on campus yeah. at UW, and I, mm-hmm. I remember playing. You know, I, I couldn't guard a folding chair, but I was a pretty good distributor, and I could shoot the three a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I remember yeah. playing pickup games there, and football players would play in those, basketball players. I remember Danny Jones, who was the all-time Danny leading Jones. scorer at the time. Yeah. Was, he came back and played pickup games. Uh, I fortunately did not have to guard him. Um but you playing you. pickup ball with the bad boy Pistons, how did you yes. fare? How did you do? Oh, very good. All the time. I was a good basketball player. Not good as, not as good as Tausch, but, you know, but nice. I was pretty good. Nice. I mean, but you're, you're, you're a professional athlete. Yeah. You're obviously an elite yeah. Yeah. person, but. You're still yeah. playing against elite basketball players. You're a football player. Oh, yeah. So I'm yeah, curious. Yeah, I went up and dunked one time over Isaiah. What? I, I dunked on Isaiah one time. Yes. You Come threw on, down man. a dunk on Isaiah Thomas. Yes. Yes. And I remember, um, what's the little guard? And I'm going to age mess. What's the little guard that played for the microwave? Michigan State? Oh, no. No, no, that played for Michigan State. Uh, he came in. I think he ended up playing with Orlando. He he got drafted by the Bucks too. Um, I remember the, the, the guy that I'm the guy I'm thinking of, which I think is more recent, is Sean Respert. I think he hosted. No, not Sean. So uh, before that, uh, he he actually holds a record, I believe, in Orlando for the most assists in one game. I believe to Shaq and then when they had that team. What is his name? And did he end up being a coach too? What is his name? Anyway, so all the visiting teams used to come in there as well, and we would often play pickup games with the visiting teams that came in for shoot-arounds and stuff. Um, I am looking now at – What is his name? Michigan Scott Skiles? Pl- 
Is that the Scott one? Skiles. Nice. Yes, Scott Skiles. Pull, Jesse. I Googled it. Good that, job, that, I did not expect yeah. Scott Skiles to be the name that came up, I got to admit. Yeah, he played for the Bucks. He ended yeah. up being the coach in Orlando, yeah. didn't he, for a while? Yeah, I think he did, didn't he? So wait, so yeah. wait, you, so you threw one down on Scott Skiles? I used to hang Skiles? out with Scott Skiles. Oh. Yeah, I used to hang out with Scott Smoke Skiles cigarettes? when he was here. Yeah, it was a little bit more than that, but that's okay. I used to hang out with Scott Skiles when he played for the Bucks. We used to hang wow. out at clubs together. Me, Scott Skiles, and, and Jerry Ice Reynolds. I don't know if you remember Jerry Ice Reynolds. I do remember Jerry Ice Reynolds. Uh, yeah. I would have preferred uh, George the Iceman Gervin on the roster instead of yeah. Jerry Ice Reynolds. But you guys yeah. had some fun sure. uh, you know, at Elsa's yeah. on the Park and some of the other places you might yes, have Yes, how did you know? Yeah, yeah, there it is. I once went. I will say this. I once oh, went was that to El- Papagayos or something <laughs> like that. Papagayo, nice drop. Papagayos. I once went to Elsa's on the Park when I was covering the Bucks. Ray Allen, who I became friends with, um, invited me to go along, and they all went out after a game. And I'm like Ray. He was trying to set me up with one of the dancers who had no interest in me whatsoever. This was when I was young what and dancers? handsome. Uh, and so we. we <laughs> We went. I, oh, the, the Bucks dancers, the Bucks dance squad. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, not, no, wait. not different type of professional dancer than what you were thinking okay. of. Ray <laughs> Allen tried to set you up with a Bucks dancer. He did. He Ray. I love Ray. Okay. He is. Uh, and and Sydney got to meet him uh, last season when he came back and he had his bobblehead night and and he was celebrated at at Fiserv for him. But anyway, I went and and so he's like, "Well, you should come out with us after the game." And I'm covering the team and. That's probably, I'm like, Ray, I don't think that's such a good idea. He's like, no, you got to go. So I went, and I'll tell you this. I have never felt more invisible than being with a group of NBA players and watching Elliot Sox Perry have women around him hanging on his every word. And I'm standing there going, oh, come on, Elliot Sox Perry? Are you kidding me? Uh, so I did not stay for very long. I felt very word. uncomfortable. I left. I did get a burger to go because they had great burgers there at Elsa's on the park. But that was it for me. And I never hung out with an NBA crew again. That was the end of it. Did they know that you left? No, I don't think. I think Ray. I think the next time I saw Ray, he mentioned, hey, when when did you leave? About five minutes after I got there, Ray. Thanks. So we're at at, uh, Scott Scowls, Jerry Ice Reynolds, and myself. We're at Papa Giles, right? And there's a long line. So uh, we're, I'm going to go to the front line because I'm Gary Ellis and I'm going to be able to get in, right? <laughs> guy wouldn't let me in. I go to Scott Skiles and say, Scott, the, the, the guy won't let us in, right? He goes, let me handle it. So Scott goes up there. He goes to the bouncer, do you know who the hell I am? I'm Scott Skiles. And the guy goes, get your ass to the back of the line. <laughs> The Bucks weren't quite good enough then. He could, Giannis could have gotten away with that at Papagayo. Or the Packers, neither one of us. A Packer player or a Bucks player couldn't get in at Papagayo's head for front of line. Get, get to the back of the line. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. That's how bad we were. Uh, so this has been a pretty straightforward program. Uh, if you listen to us regularly when Tausch is on, you never know what tangent we're going to go on. But now... In a in a t- stunning turn of events, all because you shared the Silverdome 
with Superdome. the with the Pistons, we went from dunking on Isaiah Thomas to oh, hanging yeah. out with Scott Skiles in Milwaukee to me oh, yeah. going to Elsa's on the park with Ray Allen and a Bucks team that I certainly did not get to meet, uh, the, the dancer that I was hoping to, to you yeah. getting big-timed by a bouncer at Papagayo's <laughs> Because you nor Scott Skiles were right. cool enough to skip the line. Right. Right. Now, that wouldn't happen to Jordan Love or Giannis today, would it? No, it would not. <laughs> no, no. Where's no. the cutoff on the Packers roster of who wouldn't get to jump to the front of the line? Ooh, good question. Oh, good good question. Like, is Darnell good Savage question. getting to the front of the line? Where would we put? Yeah, so, I, I, yeah I, I, I would think, think so. so. Aaron Jones yeah. gets in wherever oh, he yeah. wants to go. Valentine yeah. or Ballantine, yeah. are they are they getting in? <laughs> well, you know what, and I am going to say this, and I and I I'm going to feel bad about, but maybe Josiah DeGruyere don't get to the front of the line. <laughs> You're always beating up on J- poor Josiah. That's a great that's a great uh, uh, line because Tucker Craft is getting in. What's your name? Oh, Tucker Craft's getting yeah. in. So, so Tucker, like the you second know why? tight end gets in, the you third doesn't. You know why doesn't. Tucker Craft? You know why Tucker Craft's getting in? Because he's walking up there with his shirt off, <laughs> or at least unbuttoned all the way to his belly button. Oh, you know there's going to be some chest skin showing with Tucker Craft. It's got to be. <laughs> all right, um, we're gonna we're gonna hit the reset button. <laughs> Let's do that. That was quite a journey. <laughs> <laughs> and it ends Patrick with Tucker Taylor Kraft. Is Patrick Taylor getting in? I just can't well, believe it. No, because he's been in and out of the lineup. He may not get in. <laughs> Tucker, now I have a vision of Tucker Craft with like a 70s wide collar shirt. Oh, you know he does. To his yeah. belly button. With, he's got the mustache with wranglers, going. Wranglers and a pair of boots. He's getting in. Uh, Jesse, um, since Tausch isn't here, uh, I'm going to ask you to tell us about prize picks so we can uh, get back on track with uh, Jeff Halfley. Mark Tauscher here, and Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app with over 3 million members. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports, unlike other sports apps. On Prize Picks, it's just you against the numbers. You're not competing against Old Jelly or against Jay Bird. Nope, it's just you and the projections. All you do is pick more or less on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. You can now win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. Yeah, quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players, sports, and stat types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. No matter what sports you're into, basketball, hockey, so- second half of the NBA season, I got Joker. All he needs is one 30-point game. This is me doing Tausch still. I think I'm doing pretty good. Okay. Prize picks has a game for you. Prize picks. Prize Picks even offers injury insurance, Jason, so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. If you have a player who exits the game in the first half, doesn't return in the second, it won't count against you in the rest of your entry. Download the app today. Use code WI for a first deposit match up to $100. That's code WI on Prize Picks for a deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. 
Uh, I want to get to something that Gary talked about early in the show, and that is player input. I asked Jeff Halfley about that, and I thought it was really interesting because it's a very interesting juxtaposition between the way it seemed to go with Joe Barry and the way Jeff Halfley sounds like he wants it to go now that he's in charge. We'll talk about that next with Gary Ellerson as our cousin sub of the day. We'll also try to figure out which other Packers can skip the line at your local popular nightclub. It's Wilde and Tausch. You're listening to Wilde and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Call Gina Della from Pella at 855-PELLA-WI or visit online at PellaWI.com slash radio. All right, I can I can sense that there are a lot of folks that want to get in on who's skipping the line at the local nightclub. You sense that? I can't pick just one of the many texts that have rolled in suggesting Anders Carlson does not get to skip the line. <laughs> You're all winners. No, they're not wrong. He's he's going to the wrong door on the right side of the regular door. Right? Ooh, oh, yeah, burn. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, geez. Um, all right. So as much as I'd like to debate well, whether go. Rashid Walker gets in or not or Anders Carlson, <laughs> uh, I do want Jesse to play this because I do think this is really important, and Gary made a really good point earlier, and I think this really underscores it. Um, I asked Jeff Halfley about the idea of listening to his players after hearing him on a podcast with a friend of mine talk about the impact that Darrell Revis had on him in terms of his philosophy of listening to players and their feedback. Here is that exchange. Um, speaking of Revis, uh, I'm sure we all went back and listened to every podcast we could find that you had done. And you did one in San Francisco with my buddy Matt Miyoko yeah. when you were with 49ers. And on there, you're talking about how much from being around Rebus in, at Pitt and then with the Bucks, how you learned about special players and learning more from players than maybe from coaches. I'm wondering where you kind of stand on input from players because there's been a couple instances here over the years where maybe guys didn't feel like they were heard, it created some issues maybe for them. So how do you kind of view that as part of, of being a defensive coordinator? Yeah, I think there has to be great communication, but I, I think first there has to be great relationships, right? I mean, these guys aren't just going to trust me when I walk into a room because I'm the defensive coordinator. I have to earn that from them, and they have to earn it from me. And then I think once you establish that trust and you develop a relationship, then you can have hard conversations. I, I have said it before. I mean, I, I, I picked Rondé Barber's brain on how to play nickel, and I learned more from him than any coach I've ever been around. He's probably one of the best nickels probably is the best Nick would ever play the game in that scheme. So why wouldn't I ask him those questions, right? It's the same with Sherm. And, and I've talked to Sherm quite a bit uh, as I've already taken this job because I have a great relationship with him. But, but I'm a coach and he's in the room and I get there and I'm learning the scheme. And he's seen three in a way that instead of saying I'm on the field, no, this is the way to do it. It's like, wait a minute, what did you see there and why would you do that, right? And then sometimes it was, no, I do it like this. But then sometimes it was, all right, I got it. And... I'm going to teach it that way from now on, right? So there has to be some give and take, but that has to be earned. And it's, it's, that's very, very important to me. So, Gary, when you hear that as a former player yourself, and you've certainly done your fair share of coaching and everything else, 
What does that excite you? Does that impress you? Does that surprise you at all? And then how does he go about implementing that? Because I'm sure Joe Barry would have said the same thing about wanting to listen to his players, but clearly that's not what occurred during his time as the defensive coordinator. All right, so you've got to be able to have your system and beliefs, and I'm sure Jeff Halfley does. But within that, you've got to be able to have a defense or offense that fit your players because not everybody can do the same things. Now, Mm -hmm. we all know that Jair preferred to play press man, and he may be the best uh, press uh, man coverage guy that they have. Uh, Valentine and Valentine, I don't know really what their strong suit is right now at this point, but we know Jair is. And so I think what has to happen is it, it's all about the players right now. They, they've got to be able to incorporate what their players do uh, the best and put that within their defense. That's the same thing with Quay Walker. I think he's a, he's a guy that you got to get a little bit more out of. Jair got to get back to being Jair that you paid him all that money to be the highest paid cornerback in the league. And I, and I think if you look at, although I thought Kenny Clark had a pretty good year this year, I think he can even be better uh, in this uh, particular defensive scheme uh, that they got right now. I, I thought uh, when you look at Rashawn Gary, although he was coming off that knee uh, surgery uh, from, from uh, last year, I think he'll be better because I think he'll have a little bit more rest on that knee. I think you'll see his game uh, accelerate. But you've got to be able to implement uh, what players do best. Like I told you before, earlier, uh, we were running. I, I, I was a kind of a runner that liked to pick and use holes. I would not necessarily go into the four hole or the six hole, wherever they felt. And I remember another time we go in our offensive line meeting with uh, Jerry Wampler, and I remember Jerry was saying, and Forrest says, hey, guys, listen, Gary's in the game. The, the play is designed to go to the left, but with him, you got to know you got to hold your block to the right side because mm-hmm. he may break it all the way back to the right. So you just got to be aware of the personnel, and we're giving him the freedom to do that. But within this, everybody's got to be on the same page to know, okay, 42 is in the game. A little bit different than 31, and our play call is going to be a little bit different. So, O-line, you may have to block a little bit different knowing that these are the plays that we're calling for him. And so everybody has to be on the same page. And I think that made me feel good as a player that they knew what my strong suit was and they were using it. And then the players, my offensive linemen, they bought into it as well because they knew what my style was. So let me let me ask the flip side of this, though, because – I do think, and and I believe that this is the right thing to do, because like Jeff Halfley said, they're the guys that are on the field. So they have more insight for you. You, on the other hand, as a coordinator, see the bigger picture, and there's an advantage to that, too. They're focused on their jobs. How do you figure out where the line is, though, of making those guys as players feel like they have ownership and they have a voice, but... You can't just do whatever they say all the time. Joe Barry couldn't do that. And while I do think it created some issues, there were probably times when what Jair wanted to do, for example, was not what was best for the defense. Might have been what was best for Jair, but wasn't necessarily what was best for the defense. So how do you balance, if you're Halfley, the I want your input, but sometimes I'm going to say, okay, thank you for your input, but we're going to do it my way anyway. 
if Jair comes to me and say, I want Justin Jefferson, and then you give him Justin Jefferson, and he proceeds to shut Justin Jefferson down, Jair can do whatever he wants for the rest of the year until he screws it up. Because you know what? The players in the locker room, they'd be like, dude, shut down the best receiver in the game. Wherever you want us to be, we'll play off of Jair because they know he's good. I mean, that, that just gives them ownership and belief. The other players know what other players can do and how well they can play. They don't mind sacrificing their game when they know that dude when they shut down the, the best dude in the game. So I, I'm going to make this leap. I'm not sure. It may be a bit of a stretch. But is you the list of... Butler here or no? No, not that leap. Is oh. the list of players who can tell the coach their input and say what they want to do, is that the same as the list of players that get to skip the line at the nightclub? Wow. Are they yeah, both yeah, in yeah, the same much. group? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, kind of, sort of. You, you, you're a smart guy. So, so yeah. Josiah the <laughs> But not always. It's, no, Josiah, you just go block over there, okay? We got it. You just, but Tucker Kraft can roll in in his 70s shirt to LaFleur's office and be like, hey, I want the ball more. And LaFleur's like, okay, let's talk about it. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll design a play for you. We'll design, I got something for you tomorrow. Just come check back with him. We'll have it in. And have a great yeah. – have a great night at Nikki's yeah. in De Pere or at Stirrups down on Washington yeah. Street. Nikki's used to be the spot back in the day. Uh, Love it, Nikki's. It definitely did. Uh, all right. So uh, <laughs> I, I do want to kind yeah, of check in on same. the text messages. The <laughs> See who else the same. is getting into the, the getting into the nightclub I and getting to, to tell the coaches what they want. You think you think Thanos Thanos is it Thanos or Thanos? Fanatis? Is that what you're going with? Yeah, him too. Yeah, him too. <laughs> Do you think he gets in? Oh yeah, for sure. Not on, not okay. not not on his not on his own merits though. It's that that's that's the transitive property. Yeah, a he's wingman, right? Yeah, like he he's yes, he's Giannis's wingman exactly and brother. Okay, fine. Yeah, all right. So I would have had to gone, I think, maybe with Don Mikowski to get in. Maybe, oh, oh, the magic man in his prime? I'm guessing that that would have been yeah. a very easy way to get in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, this was stories, really fun. Those are good ones too. I can't yeah. wait to hear those stories. That'll have to be for a <laughs> off-the-record podcast yeah. some other time. Another time. Another time. All right. Bo uh, Melton? <laughs> I'll tell you what. Bo Melton was on a pretty good hot streak at the end know. of the year. Yeah. He made a push at the end. It all depends on what month. Now, the month of December, he probably could have gotten in. He's getting yeah. into the Christmas party, uh, but not the Halloween party. Earlier there, nobody knew who uh, he was. Yep. August, August, September, probably not. All right. <laughs> we, we, all about we, timing, man. All about timing, isn't it? It really is. Uh, as I'm sure timing. you could speak to during your time on campus when you were a big man on campus, you definitely were cutting oh, a lot yeah. more lines back then uh, to get to the front oh. of the line to get into the KK oh. or wherever it might have been. The KK. Oh, the KK, the 50s. Oh, absolutely. Uh, not Papagayos or whatever that was called. The Church Key. Uh, the Church Key, I think. Oh, the, the Church, church Key. key. Yeah. Another mm-hmm. good reference. The Church Key. Uh, yeah, that's one of the places. That's for yeah. sure. All right, we uh, oh, we'll yeah. get to we'll get to Woe Nelly. We'll 
pick this week's trivia winner coming up as well. I want to remind you that you want to get to Fleet Farm tomorrow for their shop, oh, yeah. pop, and save event. It's the balloon pop event at Fleet Farm. The first 300 customers tomorrow morning will have a chance to save anywhere from 10% to 100% off their purchase. Just fill your cart and pop your balloon at checkout to reveal your savings. So don't miss out. That is tomorrow at Fleet Farm. Also, you could save on your go-to wild bird food during the KT sale this week at Fleet Farm. You know we love the wild birds outside and all the animals inside. You can shop their huge selection of KT and find something to keep your favorite backyard birds coming back for more. Don't miss the KT sale this week at Fleet Farm. We'll continue with Gary Ellerson as our cousin sub of the day as we get to Woe Nelly with Jesse Nelson. Next, it's Wilde and Tausch. This is Wilde and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Sponsored by American Family Insurance. Insure carefully, dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at amfam.com. Jesse, do you have your cheese fry helmet? Are you ready to pick this week's trivia winner? Oh, I sure am. We didn't do this on video last week or earlier this week, whenever that was. Because we're having some glitchy had problems. Some issues, yeah. but we're good now. Let me do something here. Might as well have Gary join us if he's going to be the cousin sub of the day, right? Do some. Here we go. All right. Do some. Drawn our trivia winner. Will it be Hugh, who won today with state capitals? It is not. It is Scott in Mount Pleasant. He was our Wisconsin Geography Wednesday contestant Mm. earlier this week. Nice win for Scott. Congratulations to him. Mount Pleasant, is is that Racine, Kenosha? Where is that at? That's it. Is is that where uh, is that where they make uh, American Girl dolls? I don't know. Well, they're you know, aren't they shutting that down there? I don't know. That's kind of I don't know. That's not uh, my area of expertise. The girls have outgrown that. But yes, so. he he did say when he joined us on Wednesday that's near Racine. So Racine, I think, would be the Racine. sister city of Mount Pleasant. I think I think that's where all those outlet malls are. You can do a little In Mount Pleasant. Yeah, a little little. Sh- or is, is that Pleasant Prairie? Anyway. I think we've covered enough. Yeah, that may be of, Pleasant Prairie. Yeah. Um, that's you know, that the Nike outlet. Uh, He's still doing now, the geography thing, right? Yeah, you know I was going to say, now that we've established that we're not very good at southern Wisconsin geography. You ready? Let's... I got another story for you real quick. You ready oh, for that? Oh, yes. Okay. So I get inducted into the uh, Albany, Georgia Sports Hall of Fame some years back. Wow. So they bring me back to my hometown. And uh, so they put me into the Hall of Fame. They got my picture going up into the Civic Center. They have this huge, and me and like five, four or five other local guys are going in. And so uh, they get ready to introduce me. And everybody know I was the best, the best high school player in the state of Georgia the year that I came out. And I, I had signed that. a national letter. Yeah, I had signed a national letter of intent to go to University of Georgia, and they, they, they were just coming off winning a national championship with Herschel Walker. And so I was, I was recruited as an athlete, so 
but I wasn't going to play running back because Hershey was there playing running back, so he's going to put me at receiver. Anyway, long story short, so I'm getting into the Hall of Fame. And a uh, guy comes up, introduced me, and he started talking about all the schools that recruited me, Georgia, Alabama, Florida State, Miami, blah, 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 Wisconsin, Michigan, Southern Cal. And then the guy proceeds to turn around and says, well, of course we all know that Gary flunked geography. Everybody looks around. And then they say, why you say that? They say, because he doesn't know what the University of Georgia is. What? Yeah. 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 So yeah. was that a dig at you for choosing Wisconsin? What was he? Why yes, did he say that? Yes. 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 That was it. Yeah. It was still, this was like 10 years ago. So they're still holding on to that. What a. Because right. you chose still to go years ago. You chose to be a Badger yeah. instead of backing up yeah. Herschel Walker? Yes. 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 Of course, we know Gary didn't pass geography because he doesn't know where the University of Georgia is. But I'm bummed. Made the right choice. So, so I had to get up. I had to, I had to get up. And well, thank you, everybody. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Da da da. What? So, the, in all seriousness, though, I do want to ask this because I, I don't know. Yeah, not funny. That was pretty weak. Uh, but it's Georgia, man, come on. Nobody what? leaves Georgia. Right, but why did you go to Wisconsin? So, 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 why did you was did 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 McLean just sell you so effectively on Madison? Like, well, I don't know this story actually. So, what? Why does a kid from Georgia who's being recruited by all those schools pick of all places Wisconsin, which was a good program, but certainly not? a national championship contender program under Dave McLean, why did you pick the Badgers? They had the best NIL package. <laughs> I didn't know they had that in the 80s. Hmm. Tell me more. Here, I get the Badgers put on probation for something they did 40 years ago. A hundred years ago. <laughs> All right, before before we get Luke that, Fickle's that program like, in trouble. That, that, that would be like, you know what that was like? That was like, you just can't say that. <laughs> that was very flippant. That was very flippant. You just can't flippantly say that without me asking a question. Wow, I did not see that coming. Uh, I think now's the time to a good time to start. Won't Nelly? Right. If the topic is good, the guys discuss. Just the other morning, I had breakfast at Tracy Rocker's house. His mama brought out fifteen flapjacks. He said, "Mama, take back five of them flapjacks." I gotta say, hungry for the crimson tide. But if it's not, the show must go on. It's time for Whoa Nelly on Willie and Tausch. All right. If we have time, I might ask about the wedding this weekend. Uh, a little what would okay. you do situation. But that also could apply on Monday after I know the answer. I want to ask this before they resolve it. Baseball has a big problem, guys. What's that? You can see players' undies. What? <laughs> what do you mean? Well, so watching that? Are you doing that? Well, well Gary, I mean, there, so there's new jerseys. Not, not the state. I've been to New Jersey. There, there are brand new jerseys uh, that the players are wearing as they get to spring training. There's a new company, Fanatics, is the one that's okay. you know, creating the new uniforms. And at first, the players were a little upset about how they looked. They kind of looked like they were like cheap, like they were coming from 
you know, like the department store. Uh, the names are very circular on the back, so people with long names, their names like almost circling around underneath their number. Uh, that was a problem. Now, as teams are doing their photo shoots in Arizona and Florida as they've all arrived for spring training, the photos are being released on social media and everybody's seeing that you can see the sliding shorts or the t-shirts that the players are wearing underneath their uniforms. And there's definitely some players who are, you know, depending on what your photo shoot is, that they're, you know, posed in, like, sitting on a bench or, like, in a catcher's crouching position. And there's some things that you can see that you don't want to see. Hello. Are they wearing jock straps, <laughs> or do you know? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I okay. I believe that they are in full uniform, uh, which would include that when they are taking these pictures. But... Baseball's got a big problem with Sounds this. Sounds like butts is part of the problem. What what I heard on Unsportsmanlike with our friend Evan Cohen and, and Michelle Smallman and uh, Chris Canty was off today, but I'm sure he would have enjoyed this topic okay. as well. Uh, what? Does this actually make spring training games more interesting to tune in to watch? To see if you're going to butt crack? If you're going to see something. <laughs> what am I going to see? Butt crack? Is that what I'm looking at? <laughs> well, you're going to see like this. Like you're watching more intently to see the outline of like the sliding shorts or if you're play- wearing like a logoed t shirt underneath the jersey. Like, is this actually making spring training more interesting? Then if they just were rolling out new uniforms, just like, ah, ho-hum, okay. They just they clean them up a little bit and get ready for opening day in April. This, this kind of feels like what you're into. I'm, I'm not sure. So, I, wait a minute. Clarify something for me, Jesse, uh, since you've done such extensive research on this. Um, these are independent. These are fanatics and Nike, from what I'm seeing, ha- has done this, but... These are just for spring training, right? Like, they, they apparently go with a cheaper style of jersey because they've got yeah. a bunch of guys that aren't going to be on the roster when the season starts. Yeah. So yes. so they kind of right. skimp a little bit These are These cost. are the spring training uniforms, yes. they ch- So by the time you get to the regular season, I mean, even if it was the same apparel, they'd have this fixed by the time we get to the regular season. But my understanding is that it is a different company that once they get to opening day... It'll be it'll it'll be all cleaned up. It'll be better. Back to normal. <laughs> the but, new fanatics Nike MLB uniforms look like players' moms got the jerseys on clearance at TJ Maxx. <laughs> um, I, I like. No, if you guys shop there, I do. I it's a it's a really good, it's a good bargain. Best hunting. Packer shirt I ever got was there. Three dollars NFC um, North champions. Yeah. No, think, no year on it. I do think it's uh, fair for Major League Baseball players to expect slightly higher quality than what I get uh, for my Nike running pants, though, that I might pick up there. Uh, sec- not second hand, but maybe second quality. Whoa, Nelly. Whoa, Nelly. Whoa, Nelly. Speaking of things that have been a debacle, Gary, what are your thoughts on the state of the Milwaukee yeah. Bucks as they get set to start the second half of the season tonight against the Minnesota Timberwolves? Here's what has to happen. I know Giannis said it's, Dane, this is your team. But Giannis has to not say it, but it has to be put in action. They need to hand it over to Dane. Dane needs to stop playing second fiddle to Giannis, and he needs to be the guy. This needs Mm. to be much like when LeBron went to 
Miami, and D-Wade said, LeBron, we're going to win it. We're going to win it because you're the guy. Giannis has to say, this is your team, Dane. Do what you do. I'll play off of you. That's what's got to happen. And I don't. I think that was said in words, but in the game, you can still feel like, yeah, Giannis just don't really want to take the back seat yet. He's got to get game comfortable. There's only one guy that can do that. And obviously, they've got to play a little bit better defense, but the chemistry is not there yet. Uh, I'm going to defer to Gary, just like apparently Giannis is going to defer to Dame on the court because we have some breaking news from the NFL. Uh-oh. Uh, no, this is if, if you're looking for a little bit of extra salary cap space, uh, the, the NFL has good news for you. Uh, we had been working off a projection that the salary cap for this year would be $243 million. Instead, it is jumping by $30 million to $255.4 million as this year's salary cap. Taylor Swift. Uh, the, 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 yeah, that and, and a myriad of other revenue streams. That's a huge jump. That is literally the, it, this year's salary cap for 2023. This past season was 224. So it's nearly 31 million of a jump. Uh, and if you're the Packers who are looking for some salary cap space without having to restructure a bunch of contracts as they have in past years, this helps their cause. This is good news for the Packers, but it's good news for everybody. Everybody gets 255 to work with. Uh, Gary, you played in the pre-salary cap era or just yeah. before it arrived. Um, I feel like the first salary plan cap. B, baby. For, yeah, you were a plan B free agent? Plan B, baby. <laughs> you and Frank Winters. Um, oh, yeah, plan B, I think baby. the first salary cap, and I understand this was a long time ago because I'm getting old, was, I believe, $87 million. And now here we sit, two fifty five point four million for next year. Uh, all right, sorry, well, Aaron Jesse. Jones. Gotta love this move. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's a guy that they need to make sure they keep. No doubt about it. All right, we'll wrap things up with Feel Good Friday, painted by Home and Lindsay Paints. So stick around. It's Wildey and Tausch. You're listening to Wildey and Tausch on 94.5 ESPN. Presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and sponsored by American Family Insurance. up our time with Gary Ellerson as our cousin sub of the day, cousin subs. We believe in better with Feel Good Friday, painted by home and Lindsay Paints. Our friend Marco Siki, the former Badgers assistant men's hockey coach, who has been a friend of mine and a friend of Tausch's for a really long time. Obviously, the, the Badgers made a change in their coaching staff after last season, and they've been having a bunch of success on the ice this year. But what I love about Oz is that he started the Casting for Kids event, which I am not baiting a hook. I'm not going out on a boat to go fishing, but I do want to support Oz and this great cause with AMFAM and the UW Carbone Cancer Center and the Children's Hospital at UW. So even though Oz is no longer in Madison coaching the Badgers, he's still doing Casting for Kids. And you can sign up 
already. It is May 18th. That's the event on the Wisconsin, on the Madison area chain of lakes. But even though Oz isn't with the Badgers anymore, he's still keeping this alive. This is year six of Casting for Kids. So I wanted to make sure everybody knew uh, that you can go to casting the number four kids.org that's casting the number four kids.org to sign up it's a great event and oz is one of the all-time great guys so i love that he's still doing it and i want to make sure that we get plenty of folks getting involved Uh, those of us that don't fish may not be supporting it the same way but we're excited for oz and we appreciate him gary speaking of people we appreciate we appreciate you buddy thanks for stepping in for tausch today i look forward to the next time you do it appreciate you more and Jess, Jesse is awesome. Yeah. We'll, we'll even let you cut to the front of the line next time, Gary. <laughs> Only if you're with Don Mikowski, though. That's it for <laughs> us today. Have a great day. Take care. Be good. Crazy.